Or a billion? 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 Herschel, Herschel, man, I'm so sorry. I was not recording. My bad, oh, dude. Oh, my God. My bad. My bad. It's cool. It's cool. I got to restart the whole thing. Let's listen. All right. Yeah. And, yeah. You know, send me a sign. Dress it up and make it real funny. All right. My bad. Because I had stopped because, you know, we had to. Um. Anyway. Herschel, welcome to the podcast. It is great to have you on today. This it's is our to be here. Yeah, this is our podcast. So, you know, all right, let me restart again. Fucked up. <laughs> I don't even actually know what I want like the intro to be. But anyway, Herschel, it is great to have you on the podcast, man. We are back. Just the two of us going back to the roots of Real Talk Beyond the Headlines, which is sports and specifically football um so today our topic is the fucked up economics of the nfl all right i got a question for you man how much do you think espn pays uh the nfl to exclusively air monday night football and i don't i don't know about you but to me monday night football is the hottest football game of the weekend Oh, most definitely. Following up Sunday night uh, football. Then, of course, you've got all day at work, like being bored. It's really just like a piece of the weekend. So I, I'm definitely going to have to guess like 300 million. Hmm. All right. Is, well, that, is that is that high? Is that low? Like, am, that I, is, am I in the that ballpark? That is way too low. Uh, the actual number is one point nine billion dollars annually to exclusively Damn. air Monday night football. But I mean, the, <laughs> you know, I ask you that because um or I brought that up because basically the NFL is stupid rich, you know? Yeah, bro. That shit is kind of crazy because I think technically they are like listed as an organ, a nonprofit organization. Um, yeah. That's how they can like uh, essentially hide their executive salaries and shit like that. I think we yeah. only just found out that man, Roger Goodell makes like a hundred million dollars or some shit like, or, or $200 million a year or some shit like that. Mm-hmm. But it's crazy where the money ends up going um and sadly it's not often enough to the players man yeah yeah well honestly uh so one of the main things that i really wanted to get into for this podcast are the nfl holdouts because it is such an Mm -hmm. interesting thing to me for a guy or woman anyone who is working and they're getting paid well you know, like, how can you be driven to just stop working and stop getting paid because of some kind of like, you know, issue that you have with your company? Um, it's crazy to me. But all right. So let's rewind a little bit. Le'Veon I mean, Bell. You, you got to imagine how valuable you think you are to the to whatever company that you're working for or like how the company values you um, for for these professional athletes like the valuation system is really interesting. Like what is overvalued, what is undervalued when like everybody's pulling or the organization is pulling home 1.9, just from a Monday night, 1.9 billion, just from a Monday night, uh, TV contract. Like, yeah. Where the fuck is all that money going? Cause you got all these other games that are being broadcast, all this other merchandise, all this other money. Like I can't imagine how many, like actual revenue streams the NFL really pulls in. And when you think about it that way, I think what the players end up getting is like, I mean, basically pennies. That's why we're always seeing these, some of these dudes uh, hold out throughout the NFL. That Mm -hmm. uh, power dynamic is uh, really interesting. Mm -hmm. Um, 
Bro, so you were telling me there was a particular player that you wanted to touch on uh, that was holding out recently or last yeah, year? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so Le'Veon Bell. Um, I, I think he's probably like the most, I guess, perplexing or the most um, widely known holdout in, I guess, the last three to four years. Um, and also probably the most talented player to hold out um in the last three or four years but it's crazy he was not actually holding out because he was not on contract he was franchise tag you know and he just never signed the franchise tag so technically he just didn't play the season which is what happened and that's so much different from the holdout you know right now with ezekiel elliott and melvin gordon they're just not opting to not be paid you know Le'Veon Bell opted to just not sign the contract they offered him. Yo, so the other crazy thing about that is uh, these other guys are technically accruing fines, like uh, Ezekiel Elliott, Melvin Gordon, whomever. Like, they're supposed mm-hmm. to be showing up at camp and stuff like that. Because Le'Veon Bell did not ha- sign his contract, he doesn't have to pay anything until they, you know, make him sign. And because mm-hmm. he ended up going to a new team, going to the Jets, uh, I don't think he ever had to, like, pay any fines. He just didn't play in the NFL that season, which is kind of crazy to me. Yeah, yeah. And, that you know, that's kind of what really got me interested in this topic is the the fact that the guy, the man just sat the whole season. Like, this dude is a running back machine, you know, <laughs> like – he just doesn't play football. That's that's crazy. Yeah. And the real ridiculous shit is that uh, the Steelers did fine without him. They still were a playoff team. Like, so it really makes you think like, oh, man, are we what, what is overvaluing the running back position? If they're a dime a dozen, you can just kind of stumble upon one late in rounds or like somebody who's uh, a next generation talent like Le'Veon Bell. Like, do you need to pay that dude? Um, And I mean, I've seen the NFL getting away from um, just paying running backs. They're finding other ways to uh, take pressure off the quarterback throwing every play, Um, whether that's like always checking down or these run pass options or really just being creative and and shuffling around running backs. Because, I mean, hey, they get hurt if you're carrying the ball 25, you know, 30 times a game. You're Mm -hmm. taking a lot of hits. You're, you know. Mm-hmm. Your durability is always going to be in question. Yeah. So, you know, uh, well, like I said, the topic is the fucked up economics of the NFL because you want the players to get paid. But when you guys when you got guys like James Conner who beat cancer off the street and your team is pretty much the, at the same place it was the previous season. I can't even be mad at the Steelers for, first of yeah. all, franchise tagging him, which is kind of a fucked up little thing that teams can do we'll get into that a little bit later do you want to explain the franchise tag now yeah yeah sure okay we could do that so to the real talk listeners i read a few articles about the franchise tag there's actually three different tags and i'm gonna let y'all do y'all's googles to figure that out but basically the franchise tag is a way for a team to retain a player um who is you know opting to go for free agency and the catch is that they will pay the player market price. I think they said it's like an average of the top five uh, highest contracts of the position. Um, so it's like it's a little messed up because you're only signing them to a one year contract and the team has priority if they use a franchise tag. So I, I don't know if for all three there's, you can only use one or you can use all three once a season, but you can use one franchise tag on one player. 
basically, right? So, but at the same time, the player gets like a major elevation in contract. Say, for instance, if they're coming off their rookie contract, so they're making a couple million a year. Uh, if you're talking about in the quarterback position, that's a contract for twenty four million, maybe twenty five million. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I Kirk Cousins got the franchise tag, I think maybe a year, you know, before he went to the Vikings, and I, I think he made like twenty four million. Again, do your googles. So it, I don't know, you know, like is how does it seems like a fucked up thing for the. I mean, yeah, yeah go ahead. This shit is crazy because uh, it's relatively not that great a positive for the player in any way so it's i always question like why did the nfl players union even agree to include something that like this uh in their bargaining in their collective bargaining agreement which is actually coming up in 2020 so we might see a fucking lockout um i don't know if they're gonna you know i don't think they're gonna have like uh not suspensions but like a whole entire season of nfl or any games honestly missed i think they'll come to some decisions before that shit happens but I mean, 10 years ago, there was also a lockout 2010. Uh, I think a couple of preseason games did not get played because, uh, you know, in, in, when you're in a lockout, like there's no NFL activities like the teams can't meet for spring training. They can't um, have practice. They can't work out. They can't do nothing. Um, and it's just wild to me that the NFL PA uh agreed to even include franchise tag on the books. Uh, NBA. um Players don't have to adhere to that. Uh, MLB players definitely don't, but their union is like super solid regarding mm-hmm. like guaranteed money and shit. But sadly, uh, it's kind of because the NFL players, there's so many of them. There's uh, like 1,700, I want to say, active players right now. And because there are so many, that the pool of strength is like really diluted. Like a lot of players are not going to be your superstars. A lot of them are going to be two years, maybe the average three years and out. So they don't have any voting power. They want uh, their money now in, when it comes to bargaining rather than, oh, we need this for players who are in four or five years. Uh, these veteran players who um, it's unfair when they don't get paid above market value when they're an, a, uh, an above market value player. Um, that actually leads me into another dude who's trying to get who his franchise is trying to tag him, Jadavian Clowney, this year. I don't know if you heard about this situation, Toon. Uh, did you hear about this? Uh, I've seen some things in passing, but please educate me. I have no idea. Okay. So what position would you say Jadavian Clowney plays? He's a D lineman, like without question. Okay. Yes. Without question. Right. He's a pass rusher straight. First and foremost, he's a pass rusher. Right. Mm-hmm. Wait, hold on. Hold right. on. Let me, let me elaborate. But his size, he's a huge okay. dude. Um, he, you know, pretty much for the most part, he got drafted at that position, regardless of yeah. what he's done in the NFL. Now that is, was the expectation when he was leaving South Carolina and he did some major damage. I don't know if you remember any of those highlights. Um, I do, where he ate that dude in the backfield and then picked up the fumble. Yes. <laughs> yeah. That shit was incredible. He, he like that some... is not a college student right. hitting somebody, man. And um, the the sadly, last thing, though. Oh, go yeah, go ahead. I was gonna say the last thing you said is also he's a pass rusher, you know. The linebacker position does pass rush, but that's a D line thing, you know, historically. Yeah. I mean linebackers are gonna be in coverage, like they just are used for different shit, right? So uh, the Texans are trying to franchise tag this man, Jadavian Clowney, as a linebacker, not a, the, uh, not a pass rusher. Uh, do you want to guess how much the uh, cost difference is? 
So they're already oh. finessing <laughs> with yes. I was just they're about already. To, I was just about to look up the average linebacker salary. Do you already know it? Mm-hmm. Should I guess? Uh, take a guess. I already know. Oh yet. crap! All right, I know the D line. The the top D linemen are making like twenty two mil, which is mm-hmm. which is a nice little check. But linebackers, come on! There's so many good linebackers in the league, man. Luke Keekley, right. this guy's got. Luke, got, I mean, these running backs are, or these linebackers are, you know, very similar to the running backs in terms of like a lot of them don't have some longevity. They don't get valued much. They people are always finding new ones, and I mean, you kind of have to because they're getting injured. So it's really tough. Yeah, and and also same thing with running backs, man. You can literally pick up dudes off the street, Leighton Vanderesh. All right, that dude is nice. Like he's not off the street, but uh, I agree with your point. You could put somebody back here, and they'll make some plays for you. Yeah, no. Van Der Esch and that other dude, uh, Jalen Smith, on the Cowboys. I hate the Cowboys, but I do have to say, uh, y'all got some damn linebackers over there. Oh, Cowboys are looking nice, man. I really might ju- jump on the bandwagon. Anyway, getting on to another point. Um, <laughs> all right, so linebackers, man. I'll say, you know, they're probably at the seventeen million. Is like the top top linebacker salary. Um, you are very close. So they are trying to pay this man Jadavian Clowney seventeen million is the average for passing pa- uh, pass rusher, and for linebacker it comes down to like fifteen point six million. So they're basically stealing two million dollars from this dude by classifying him in a position that he I won't say he's never played because they have had you know with these hybrid uh, uh, zone calls they'll have him drop back into like the flats in some coverage like a linebacker might, but Mm -hmm. you know, we 100% believe this dude is a defensive end. There's no reason for them to be, uh, how I call it creative accounting to, to save a couple of dollars, especially when the NFL is making billions of dollars. Oh my God. They're making so much money. Let's see. Let's, let's get to some more money statistics. Uh, so the salary cap pretty much goes up 10 million every year. Um, for the 2019 season, it will be $188.2 million. The salary cap is the amount of money that teams can use to uh, spend on players. Um, and, you know, every, leagues have different salary caps, but the NFL salary cap is hard. So that means you can't go above it. I don't even think you can pay a fine. They probably just wouldn't let you play. Nah, they'll let you play for sure. It's the <laughs> NFL. Mm-hmm. Uh, it doesn't matter. They, As long as you're not uh, taking a knee on the field, they'll let you play. Yeah. Um, so another interesting thing is that Amazon. Yeah. Was that last season? OK, so I think last season they paid 50 million and then they mm-hmm. re-upped for two more seasons at 65 million per season to broadcast the Thursday night games. Yeah, that's lucky a steal for them. Yeah. For but, Amazon. But the crazy thing is that, come on, big tech is ready to drop some bread. So oh, when yeah. Google gets around and they want to like when they start negotiating contracts, Google might just drop 500 just for the fuck of it. And then yeah. Amazon sees that coming. They might drop a billy for Thursday night. Oh, there's definitely going to be a bidding war. I, so the thing about Thursday night is like I think most people agree it's a lesser product. And But if that's like on the market, yeah, they're going to throw billions at it. But wait till like ESPN starts slipping. Actually, nah, because they're owned by Disney. Disney will never slip on that contract. Like you're just not competing with Disney. But if it wasn't Disney and ESPN owning Monday Night Football, you would see some of these uh, tech giants like getting after it. Mm-hmm. Um, I could see NBC kind of going under. Uh, they're the ones who put on um, Sunday Night Football. And yes, it is a huge, you know, broadcasting company. But, yo, 
I could definitely see Amazon or like the the corporation that owns like the Hulu bundle uh, just really going in and, and, you know, scooping it up. I'm shocked, actually, that there are no NFL teams that are currently owned by uh, tech giants. There is an NBA team, uh, the Clippers, but. I mean, the NFL is, is definitely an old boys club. Uh, mm-hmm. Yo, let me ask you this, man. Do you think uh, they're going to let Jay-Z buy a team? Honestly, um, yes, because Jay-Z has money. Oh, you think it's that simple? Hold on. I, I, I think that there might be a team out there that, you know, has like a good persona for him to buy. Let's say like maybe the Houston, you know, Houston um, as far as like the the culture, the team, the players, I don't know what their ownership situation is like at all whatsoever. But the persona of the team might be amenable to a guy like Jay Z, you know. Um, and yeah, if you have the money, you know, why not? I mean, I guess the first step is minority owner, because uh, I think uh, even with like when the Jags became a new team, that dude uh, Khan, I forget his first name. Uh, he was a minority owner in like the Panthers or some shit. And then when the opportunity came for expansion, they were like, all right, we trust this guy and he's a billionaire um, rather than like, bro, I don't think they're letting, they, they're going to be very um, um, cautious about letting anybody who's not one of the good old boys really get into the, uh, have any kind of buying power in the mm-hmm. NFL. Because I mean, they're as it being only 32 owners, like one owner holds a lot of clout. Like it's the reason, yeah. like not only do fans and shit hate Jerry Jones, I would imagine the other owners are like, look at this motherfucker, Jerry Jones out here acting a fool again. Mm-hmm. What do you mean? You can't, you know, you're making the block hot for everybody talking about you can uh, win championships without a hall of fame running back. Even though uh, in 1991, 92, when Emmett Smith held out and y'all lost your first couple games, uh, you ended up paying that man. And then you came back and won the super bowl. Uh, mm-hmm. Three out of four, maybe I don't, uh, maybe they, did they get four? Did they get four? Super I think they got the three. I don't, I don't know what years it, it happened, but yeah, but Two out of those three seasons, they had the NFL leading rusher. So I don't know what the fuck this dude is talking about dismissing Ezekiel Elliott, because I definitely think that guy is good enough to hold out. He's going to um, change everything about how that offense is run, which leads me perfectly into another one of your boys who's out here who totally overvalues himself. I don't know what Ooh. this dude is thinking. Melvin this Gordon? man, Dak Prescott. Oh, no. Dak. That man, Dak Prescott, is out here turning down $30 million oh contracts. Look, we don't know the context. Worth. We don't that, know the context. That, that shit might have been $10 million, um, guaranteed. That That's what happened with Le'Veon Bell. They offered him a contract, a very nice one, but it was like $10 million guaranteed. You're right. And he, I think they he would have made like all $10 million in that first season. So he had no security. I agree. And also, I, I read in my research that the Steelers are the only team that um, I think their mo- their models that they just don't have like high guaranteed money, you know. So it's just like a shit situation. Like other teams will give you the money, just not the Steelers, and for Le'Veon Bell. But Dak, like we don't know how much was guaranteed. I mean, you're right. You are right. Um, but he's also playing the game of supply and demand. Not necessarily saying he's a quarterback that needs to be paid in the top tier like these other guys, but he recognizes, yo, ain't too many other people out here you're going to find to run this offense right now, Uh, let alone right now, but like, you know, because obviously you can find a backup to hand it off 40 times a game. Mm -hmm. Uh, But Dak, 
is feeling himself like they were a playoff team last season. Um, but a lot of that was uh, Ezekiel Elliott and the addition of Amari Cooper. So honestly, we don't even know how good this dude really is because Amari Cooper got there halfway through the season. And every time Zeke doesn't play, they're bad. So I think a lot of his money is also infringent on what happens with Ezekiel Elliott. And crazy shit is Ezekiel Elliott with his holdout is getting ahead. He's his contract isn't up for two years. So he's actually getting ahead to make sure he gets paid before Dak Prescott does, where I think that, you know, again, we don't know the details of his deal, but it would whatever they sign Ezekiel Elliott for will affect Dak Prescott's money. Um, they also haven't signed their brand new uh, uh, wide receiver, Amari Cooper, who will be coming off of his rookie deal next season, I believe. And you so, talk like, about those linebackers. Team, yeah. And I mean, the linebackers are young for now. Those the two dudes that I mentioned are rookies. So they got a little time there. But still, yeah, this, you know, the clock is ticking. And, you know, listen, man, Ezekiel Elliott is not the same dude when he came into the league. I know it's only his third season, but, you know, these dudes depreciate really fast. It's uh, yeah. it's tough. Honestly, hey, word to the uh, title of this podcast, the fucked up economics of the NFL. I'll bring up another fucked up issue. So the the, the NFL is the highest or the richest sports league in America, in our country, in North America, probably. Um, so they're rich. You know, we've been talking about the stats. They're rich. I just sometimes wonder why they don't just give the players the money. But going back to the uh, guaranteed money, dude, Damian Lillard just got an extension. I think it's like 268 or five years. You ain't never heard nothing about no guaranteed money. That dude is going to be paid $268 million. Even if he suffers some kind of injury that he can't ever play another day of basketball, God forbid, mm-hmm. he's getting paid 268 That's what's happening with Chris Paul right now. Uh, you know, he's guaranteed with like $90, $100 million over two years, some shit like that. Like, yo, he's getting that money unless they buy him out. But that's going to be a good 30 mil just off the, you know, just boom. 30 million leave like don't ever so it's just crazy to me this guaranteed money thing is so uniquely the nfl yeah um it's a crazy problem uh to have and i mean yeah it always is going to go back to that uh cba but i mean i kind of i don't want to see a lockout because obviously i always want football to happen but i want i want to see these dudes to be properly valued like it kind of sucks when all the time like if they had guaranteed money you wouldn't be hearing about so many nfl players who make it big and of course they're not financially uh responsible all the time like they don't get all out of that training they don't grow up in in areas where they might have that opportunity dude this man adrian peterson filed for bankruptcy bankruptcy he's 33 years old and still has to like run with all of his might for like another two three four years because that dude has bills Like, and some of it is trash because he, he trusted the wrong people and got, got, but like, you know, all of these contracts, uh, that he's had still, you know, in the long run, I don't want to say they amount to nothing because he has lived well, but you know, the shit is really trash. Uh, and he's not, he's never going to be able to procure any kind of long-term contract again, because he's 33 and has already had multiple ACL, uh, injuries Mm -hmm. and sat out a whole, you know, he sat out that ACL season and sat out another season for, uh, abuse uh domestic abuse i mean the shit is crazy man like he doesn't even have a ton of miles but nobody's gonna trust this guy with more than 10 million dollars like it is what it is yeah um all right herschel man i want to ask you a few questions 
Um, I, I want to re- I want to tap into your football knowledge, man. As far as I'm concerned, I don't think we've had a better football expert on the podcast. So I guess you're fi- officially the football expert. Boom. <laughs> you know it. All right. So I, everyone on the Internet, on TV has done it. But I want to hear your analysis, the real talk beyond the headlines analysis. Everything Ezekiel Elliott. I'm going to go ahead and lay the, the, the background. <laughs> I don't. Look, to me, he's unquestionably the best running back in the NFL. Just because. Right yeah, because when he's not suspended, he plays. He doesn't get hurt. And he runs like a machine, just nonstop. I mean, was it a, the, the, the Seahawks uh, safety? Cam Chancellor said that Ezekiel Elliott like hurt him when, he, when they collided during the preseason a couple years ago in his rookie season. You know, I'm just like, it, the, the reputation for Ezekiel Elliott has just been a power running back nonstop. And he shows up with yards and touchdowns. So as far as I'm concerned, he's the best running back in the league. If you're Ezekiel Elliott, do you hold out? Do you play game one or do you hold out the whole season? I feel like there's no in between. You either play or you hold out the whole season. Honestly, you play and you hope they lose those first two games. And you make you make a lot of noise. You're you're out here on social media. You're you're doing push-ups in the um driveway like uh Terrell Owens. You out here, man. Um I don't know if he is the current best yeah bro it's really tough he was actually the most oh no i've got an answer for you saquon barkley is the best running back in the league right now at doing everything pass catching is agile difficult to bring down um quads of steel this dude can juke you out of like i don't even fucking know man Mm -hmm. um but i think uh saquon barkley is gonna be like let's say we if we were doing like a fantasy drive right now uh, I'm taking Saquon over Ezekiel Elliott, not only because the team has been decimated wide receivers or whatever, but like that dude is going to produce and produce and produce. He's a three down back. Uh, I think Ezekiel Elliott has been all these things in the past, but I mean, dude likes to eat. Um, who doesn't? I'm, I love uh, a good steak dinner, man. You know, shit is crazy out here. But uh, this man, Ezekiel Elliott out here getting comfortable in Texas. He used to rock the uh, half shirt. You know, these past couple seasons, we've seen him and it's it's looking a little, little, little chubby, man. You know, I, and I really? hate the body shame, bro. And it's crazy because he's still a tough runner. Like he's still like that doesn't mean you will not be able to be a great ball carrier. We saw mm-hmm. um, James Conner this past season. We saw uh, your boy in the uh, Super Bowl for the Rams. Uh, he wasn't great in that Super Bowl game, but he was great in the playoff run leading up when Todd Gurley was kind of out of it. I would love to put Todd Gurley in that conversation. but I don't know if that dude is healthy. Um, Mm -hmm. just like we've been saying, we have no idea, uh, what's really going on. Um, I think another, like my number three, hold up real quick, man. Hey, word to Mike Tolbert used to play for the Carolina Panthers. Got to show love to the, the NFC South always, uh, used to play for Douglasville high school and he's a chubby running back, man. So, yeah, it could be get it done. Yeah. It's, 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 you're able to get it done, but like what you end up sacrificing is that speed, that burner speed. And mm-hmm. I mean, the other uh, thing that like you'll hear linebackers say is like, yo, that dude that's really fast, that Reggie Bush, that that dude that you can just never catch, yo, hit him real hard. Eventually, he slows down. And I think Ezekiel Elliott, though he's delivered the majority of the blows in his uh, running back career, yo, I mean, football is a dangerous game. Like, shit mm-hmm. is crazy. Motherfuckers get hit. Mm-hmm. Everything is a, a car accident, man. 
But checking last season, uh, Ezekiel Elliott did lead the lead the league with 95 yards per game average. And I mean, he was crushing it. So I agree with his holdout. I don't think he's going to get paid because Jerry Jones is an asshole and he's a copycat in that. Like he's seen these other dudes do it. He can't he can't fold now that he's seen immediately the Steelers go to the playoffs, even without uh, Le'Veon Bell. Uh, He can't he can't watch. uh, he, He doesn't like to lose. Like, I think. That there's a lot of ego involved in a lot of Jerry Jones's decisions, whether whether they be getting rid of Jimmy Johnson after their Super Bowl year or uh, not paying easy, uh, um, Emmitt Smith. Like this dude is not a football genius. He's just an oil magnate. Like he got lucky, uh, mm-hmm. but he's a billionaire o- owner of the most uh, the most valuable franchise sports franchise on the planet that's over everything that's over real madrid that's over barcelona that's over uh man, like you. any of these yacht clubs or like man yeah man you um like anything uh it's it, more than the yankees the shit is a, a global brand it's incredible yeah and this dude just fucking lucked out man hit the hit literally hit the lottery and mm-hmm. motherfuckers can't wait these other owners can't wait for this dude to get up out of here because he has made the job really difficult for them uh yeah you know he, he's it's crazy man Herschel man great take so it sounds like for the Ezekiel Elliott hold out you hold out for a few games hope they lose but you gotta play gotta play in the season I don't know what his endorsement bread looks like I don't want to be counting this dude's bread but like a lot a big part of of these strikes are like having something you know stashed away so that you can live your lavish lifestyle that like you're still gonna have to pay like you know taxes on your on your big ass house in texas uh shit on your car or your multiple cars because you're ezekiel Elliott, and you gotta have 13 rides while driving through dallas like mm-hmm. you know those those are the things that can add up like if he was smart with his money i would say hell yeah hold out pull you a um uh Kawhi leonard and fucking you know dip set if you need to but um yeah, yeah, man, I think he, he holds out. Okay, cool. Maybe six six games is my limit. Gotcha, okay. All right, so before we get to the next question, um, one thing I want to say, man, is it's so interesting, these holdouts, man. Historical perspective is completely useless. You got a guy like Michael Thomas, who is not the best NFL receiver in the NFL. Julio Jones unquestionably is. Uh, and he holds out literally for like two weeks and then gets paced. You know, he's the highest paid receiver. Uh, Michael Thomas. Yeah. Yeah. Um, So I along with like how the basketball contracts have been going, uh, I think a lot of this is like that kind of race of, uh, you know, the market kind of balancing out like each time the each time the uh, salary cap goes up, the market has to reset. And uh, somebody somebody else who I don't want to say is not deserving. Actually, fuck the Saints. They're not deserving. Um, (laughs) They got to show love to the NFC South, man. Yo, it's much appreciated, but, you know, we don't like them over there. Anyway, um, <laughs> yo, I love a good rivalry, man. I'm all about that. That's that's very exciting to me. That's sure, that's one sure. of my favorite things about football. Um, but, yeah, like, I'm very glad this dude got paid. But I think uh, eventually we will see, like, your Edelman's and shit like that start to get paid more than him. Like, it ju- it's just a balancing act. And I, I don't mean, like, I mean elite receivers who are incredibly productive for their team. Julian Edelman will never get play- get paid with the uh, Patriots. But the yeah. moment he decides to leave, he'll play, like, one season with the Dolphins or some shit. They're going to throw a fucking truckload of money at this, this dude because yeah. that's, yeah. that's just what happens, right? But, yeah, all right. So next question, Herschel. Now you are 
the manager, general manager, or the, or the owner of the Cowboys, the whole mm. situation, Dak, Zeke, Amari Cooper, how do you handle it? Oh, damn. I don't know who they drafted. I don't know what their draft looked like. But if we knew that dude was about to be holding out or had been like making a fuss in the locker room about getting paid, I might have been drafting running backs. Shit, I might be drafting running backs every season. Like, all right, late rounds. Let me see what's up. Let's, yeah. Who's on the board? What's what's going on? Because any at any time, this this horse's leg might fall off and I need to be ready to make the playoffs no matter what. Right. Mm-hmm. Um. So I hate to say it, man, but. Ah, fuck you just don't pay him you don't you don't pay ezekiel elliott man you could find you another running back and if you can't you have to i mean i guess compensate Dak some (sighs) see if you can work out a short-term deal with that and then uh pay amari cooper you pay amari cooper what he wants um bro dude short-term deal for the starting quarterback of the dallas cowboys Short term, bro. That dude is not nice. Yeah, you need to be drafting. I mean, you give him something, but you need to be drafting somebody the next season. And again, I mean, I guess in this scenario, uh, money is not guaranteed. So I'm good. Like, all right, I'll give you a five year, two years guaranteed. Da 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 da. Uh, I don't know, forty. Let's call it forty million for him. He plays uh, the first season. He does all right. We draft somebody. He plays that se- second season, thinking like, all right, I better ball out or whoever they picked up. And of course, the worse he plays, the higher their draft pick will be, the better that next quarterback will be. Yo, you might be uh, like Dak wants to play more than anything. Like, sure, he wants to get paid, but like you get somebody in there and like end up having to sit this dude. You are capable of getting him off your books that much quicker. Uh, You can like with a short term deal and and something that's not super uh, like back end heavy. You can also move that piece to another team because somebody else is also going to also always going to be looking for some kind of quarterback to run their system. Like the Redskins are always like, yo, all right, Alex Smith not working out. Who else is up? Okay, Kirk Cousins not working out. Who else is up? Like you're you're going to be able to find that type of team uh, when it's time to get rid of that because he's still young. Um, Mm -hmm. And I mean, honestly, everybody knows what he what he is like. Every once in a while, he'll, he'll give you a good throw. He's he's. Your poor man's Cam Newton, and Cam Newton is uh, hurting, man. And yo, shout out to uh, NFC South, like uh, respect there to Cam. But my man is has been inaccurate of late. He's been injured of late, uh, and I mean, just as, we, as we've been discussing, like the biggest thing, the biggest skill is going to be availability. And I mean, if that can be available, he's a big, strong dude. If he can stay healthy, he will get paid. Yeah. Yeah, even if it's not the Cowboys. Man, it's fucked up, man. Pay him. He's a starting quarterback uh, for the Cowboys, and he's winning games. uh, You know, he might not be out here slinging it like Aaron Rodgers, but he's doing everything exactly as he needs to for that team. Right. You know what's crazy, man, is uh, my dental hygienist. Like, whenever I go to the dentist, a lady who's, like, actually cleaning your shit, she's the super cowboy fan, right? Uh, This lady and her family moved from Texas. And you know how they like to, uh, all right, they're cleaning your teeth and shit. She knows I like football. They've been seeing me basically my whole life and shit. Mm -hmm. Um, She's always asking me hella cowboys questions with, like, all types of, like, cleaning shit in my mouth. So I can hardly talk. I can hardly give any of these football takes. But, like, she's got some shit to say about Dak. She got some shit to say about Zeke. She used to hate Zeke and then he balled out and she was like all right I like this guy uh, she used to hate that and now he's done okay and I mean she she I think is blinded by 
the middling success that they've had. She and all these other Cowboys fans thinking like, all right, you know, we we could probably do it. We, we're almost there. We're going to the Super Bowl. Like, this is it. Uh, we up next. Uh, yeah. But, yo, the real writing, like the real football eyes are saying like, yo, this dude does not make good decisions in the pocket. The, t- <laughs> the defense is solid. But like, yo, if he doesn't have a strong run game to lean on, like if that p- play action isn't like really hitting, it's not happening. Um, he's just he's just not the guy. You know, there was a reason. You know, I know Tom Brady is the super success story of getting picked up in the eighth round, but that's some uh, Bill Belichick voodoo black magic. I don't know what the fuck that is. But mm-hmm. this dude, can't, um, um, Dak Prescott, got picked up super late also. Uh, I want to say fifth or sixth round as well. And he was not anticipating playing until Tony Romo went down. Like, it's all happenstance that this dude happens to now be the starting quarterback for the Cowboys. Don't try to put out here like, oh, they drafted him or, or he just won the job. Like, he again was available like he Mm -hmm. was ready to go on the field and you know survived yeah i guess i would say man that's the nfl analysis i was waiting to hear (laughs) i got you brad football expert (laughs) uh but hey look i just gotta say look i i know this is gonna sound crazy but i'm feeling very confident in the cowboys this season man i think that the super bowl is in the future. If they get all three guys, if they get all three guys to play, man, I'm on the Cowboys bandwagon. Actually, you know, I like the Falcons more. You know, I think we're talking about a Super Bowl season the way, you know, Calvin Ridley and Julio Jones is about to click. But if not the Falcons, man, the Cowboys might be for real, for real. Nah. Um, nah, man, because Dak Prescott is not a playoff quarterback, man. I think he has one playoff win against the Packers a couple years ago. Uh, yes, 2017. But I don't know, dog. Again, in that game, Ezekiel Elliott was going ham. Like, sure, Dak had, it looks like Dak had three touchdown passes, but, like, nah, man, that ain't it. Um, <laughs> All right, last question, Hirsch- giving- Go ahead. Last question, Herschel, man. All right, so as far as I'm concerned, um, well, first of all, let me, let me give respect – to our fantasy blood sport current champion. Um, I ain't yes. a hater, man. You know, I'm gonna show love when it's you know, fuck that shit. I am a hater. Fuck your team, fuck your whole draft strategy. You going down this season, you're not gonna even make Let's the playoffs. Go! Fuck your championship too, bro. You can go Yo. ahead and throw that shit in the toilet and flush it. Yo, you that? need to go ahead, come through, uh, pay homage, pay uh have a little pilgrimage, see this trophy that I got nice and set up oh, in, in my spot. Yes, everybody else has come in. You know, some people kneel down and pray at it. Some people I saw it. I was like the first one to see it, unfortunately. I think you got (laughs) it in the mail. Yes, that's right. Yes. Oh, God. Oh, Oh, Appreciate you buying me a second one this season. (laughs) This was really nice. Yo, shout out to Nana and Reggie for dropping out this season like some punk ass bitches. Um, But we did have some people to sit in for them. Uh, So we just about to repeat one time. Oh, fuck out of here. But I'll say this, though. I don't know if you actually knew what the fuck you were doing. But I knew exactly <laughs> what the fuck I was doing. I drafted all these fools. Yo, I, I've been not running this down on the podcast, but listen, I'm going to just do it, man. I'm going to just come out here and like give out my whole strategy just so niggas can know that my shit was for real. Yo, first off, uh, third preseason game, Atlanta Falcons versus uh, the Kansas City Chiefs. Uh, I brought a clipboard into the stadium. I watched with my own eyes. 
the opening drive. This man, Patrick Mahomes, wind up 75-yard fucking dart to Tariq Hill. Yeah. Touchdown. All right. On our dumb asses. I saw it. I, I noted that immediately. Yeah. Bro, my draft, Alvin Kamara, Travis Kelsey, uh, Tariq Hill, fucking... Um, I don't even know. I drafted the whole yeah, Chiefs offense, bro. It was a big one. Uh, listen, man, that stack is is incredible. Like, I, I hate to give away my secrets. Uh, there's a couple stacks I have my eye on this season. I'm not going to tell you all that. But uh, I scouted it the whole way. My team was infallible. I lost, like, maybe one game. And that's because the game was cheating, man. Herschel, shit was ridiculous. Man. Herschel, you talking all this shit like you have some crazy trash Yo, tragedy. repeat, son. Repeat. Yo, Ugh. this year I would also like to, to note as the champion commish, our uh, fantasy football, fantasy blood sport draft is sponsored by Taco Mac. Shout out to Taco hey. Mac for the swag. Yo, we out here. It's lit. Um, but yeah, bro, we are, we out here, man. This is a serious okay. production that I all like right, to put all on. Right. You know what? Yo, I'm going to be inundating y'all with uh, more articles and shit. I'm getting back to writing now that I'm out of school. Ooh. Yo, I'm, I'm fucking it up, man. I'm, I'm coming for everybody's head. It's going to be nothing but hate, 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 hate. Oh yeah. I love it's it. Coming. That's fantasy, man. <laughs> Yo, championship commish for real. You had a good season. But I gotta give it up, man. You're a good, you're a good commissioner. I was actually thinking about running the coup d'état and starting another league and wow. trying to get. <laughs> but I was like, Bro. man, that that commission life sucks. So fuck it. <laughs> Bro, you gotta. I mean, you gotta corral like niggas to. I mean, it's it's okay now that I have like Yahoo handling like most of the money. But like, you gotta corral niggas to pay on time or mm-hmm. like the shit sucks. And and niggas got the bread. They just are lazy like motherfuckers will just forget till the last day this, bro this man chris james last season uh called me like 15 minutes before the draft starts like the night of and mm-hmm. it's like dude i'm so sorry man uh, i should have done this last week but i'm in florida this week for vacation i was just gonna <laughs> drop from my phone but i haven't paid yet and and i'm like dog are you serious i sent like a thousand messages to make sure some shit like right. this didn't happen it right. happened last season um so the the gracious benevolent commish uh Took his money and drafted for him for a fee, uh, or, oh. or uh, paid for him for a fee. But uh, you know, there are a lot of hoops you have to jump through to uh, make this shit work, man. You know, you guys are yeah. heathens, yeah. goddamn animals, and <laughs> just to get y'all in line is just you know, it's, it's tough work. Hey, it's tough work. Shout out to the championship commish, um, <laughs> aka the football expert. All right, last question. As far as I'm concerned, man. Look, if you have the number one overall draft pick, there's a guy. There's a guy. You got to draft him. This year, it's Ezekiel Elliott for me. Okay. Do you draft him as a fantasy player? If if I am the pick before you, yeah, I do. (laughs) Oh, whatever. Look, I got a whole draft board, bro, so don't even try. Don't try to play that. But I'm saying, though, the holdouts, man, they screw people up. I I, I heard a story of a guy who... Um, they uh, he drafted Le'Veon Bell, and there's this thing called a handcuff, which we don't play in our league, but I think we might want to try where you can keep one player over a season. So he handcuffed Le'Veon Bell, but dude didn't play all last season, so it mm. kind of worked out for him. But he drafted Le'Veon Bell. This is a random guy I met in talking fantasy football. Mm-hmm. Um, but he drafted Le'Veon Bell, didn't get to use him, you know. And last season, Le'Veon Bell was that guy. You draft him. If he's available, you draft him. Nah, I disagree. Somebody did draft him in our league, but like, yo, if you're not available, nah, man, I, I am not drafting you. Not at least not the first four four rounds. 
I have no idea when you're when you're going to play sometimes and sometimes it does work out. Sometimes people will get a steal and like somebody will come back in the second week. But like I I need some players to be uh, active, like as many games as possible. I, I try mm-hmm. to limit like I, I did draft Josh Gordon super late last season. And mm-hmm. I mean, it it helped me and then it bit me in the ass at the same time. Uh, which it did like a, a previous fucking season where I didn't even make the playoffs. I'm so fucking pissed. But, you know, I had my redemption. Um, mm-hmm. Have I mentioned my trophy on this podcast? Yes. Oh, yet? God. Oh, yeah. Here we go. Oh, yeah. Shit's real. Here but, we go. Um, <laughs> nah, man, I, I just can't. Bro, I got trust issues when it comes to uh, football players, man. Mm-hmm. I can't I can't do it. Yeah. All right. Well, appreciate you giving me that that excellent analysis man um i don't know personally as far as if i would draft them but what you say makes a lot of sense man it, it is risque and you're talking about those early draft rounds like you have to you have to hit you got to get the, the the top dude you know you can't be wasting it on some dude who's not playing yeah i mean like sure like the story that you were telling this this dude had the handcuff sure he benefits now but like you don't know how you were going to benefit that previous season like and i guess you, he never knew when he was going to play but um i mean i don't think the value uh balances out like oh mm-hmm. i i got him healthy for one full season rather than however i might have gotten for one maybe two seasons or or the immediate season like we we don't know if he he never plays again like he hasn't he still hasn't played a game for this dude. He might be trash now. And like, again, that handcuff was wasted. Yeah. Yeah. Um, fucked yeah, up it's interesting. Fucked up economics of the NFL, man. Changing up the whole fantasy game. Bro, I got but, another wild uh, NFL shit, uh, like event that involves the economics for you. Uh, if you got time for it. Yo, so have you heard about this Redskins uh, non-football uh, personnel mutiny? No, I haven't, I haven't heard anything about that. Bruh, mutiny. Motherfucking mutiny out here in these streets. Wow. Uh, What's good? Yo, roughly 40 Washington Redskins business employees have left the team. Uh, this happened on July for, uh, 31st of this year. Like, they quit in the offseason. They were That's like, nah, recent. deuces. Yes. Um, bruh, so the owner of the Washington Racial Slurs is mm-hmm. uh, Dan- Daniel Snyder. Um, so apparently he fired this dude who had, he had just hired like last, uh, December as the president of like the business operations and the CEO or the COO. Right. Uh, so most of the stuff he's running doesn't involve football. Like I would imagine it's a lot of marketing and like sales, uh, sponsorships, uh, graphics, shit like that. Right. Um, and you got to think like these companies are probably not as huge as we might imagine. Like they're not, they're not Google sized or anything like that. Even though, you know, every NFL team is a multimillion in, in the Cowboys case, billion dollar company. Mm-hmm. Um, there I would are, say all of them are multi-billion. You don't think so? Okay. I mean, sure, sure. I, I don't know. I, I haven't looked it up. I want to say that the Raiders are super cheap right now just because the owner is uh, Mark Davis and their family wasn't mad rich. But I don't know the valuation of the team in and of itself. Right, right. Um, but anyway, uh, they fi- he fired this dude, and like this dude was basically coming in, like trying to improve the work culture. Right. Uh, from from the article, it is saying that like he was just trying to, um, you know, allow people to have you know a better work life balance because it's it's really tough during the season. Um, like I after hearing about this shit where. 
40 employees ended up leaving, which is basically, I would imagine, half that fool's company. Like, mm-hmm. not, not necessarily half, but like, that's a lot of fucking people to just up and walk out the door. Like, it's mm-hmm. going to cost you a whole lot to even replace and get these people on the same page, especially mm-hmm. with like the season ramping up. Like, mm-hmm. this is July heading into August. Uh, are these are these season. are these employees like like the training staff, the physical therapy staff, or is this like more just you know corporate type people? Bruh, and I quote: "The workers came from all sides of the business operations, including suite sales, sponsorships, marketing, graphics, and the website." Oh, okay. Wow. Yeah, shit is yeah. So like, I would imagine there was some like serious underlying like just trash corporate culture going on there this dude came and tried to fix it employees were behind him and then shit went left or he got fired uh i'm not sure why daniel snyder fired him like who the fuck knows i think it might have been because he was saying the uh their profit margin what wasn't what it was uh expected to be mm-hmm. um yeah man it, it's it's crazy because it's you know we've been talking about these statistics 1.9 billion for monday night football all this money like this is these are legitimate businesses you know they're not out here just it's not a guaranteed automatic that they're just going to be profitable you know i mean yeah there's yeah, a strong right. likelihood because it's the nfl but they still got to run a good business you know bro another issue that it seems that they had uh so apparent so you know how like the packers have this super long waiting list for season tickets right just because they got so many fans mm-hmm. now if we were being real how many season ticket like waiting list people for the Packers. Do you really think there are like that can afford it coming out of like Wisconsin and shit like that? Right. Like how many would you really like if, if you had to think about how long the list might be? The waiting list? Yes. The waiting list. <sighs> like you're waiting for people to die. Like people are hold on, holding on to their tickets, shit like that. Right. Oh, so if you if you have a um season you can you can re-up every season right you have priority until like they build a new stadium and then yeah. they have to uh they have to redo it okay okay they they resell the the a new seat is the, the length seat in years or people uh people isn't people i mean right. I, you could uh, uh, both give me both give me both i have uh information on both mm-hmm. i would say years wise i i say like probably seven years people probably like like 20,000 bruh 30 this is the packers and this is also reported by them uh 30 years for the packers oh uh 133,000 people approximately oh. on the waiting list oh my bruh. god that was a major understatement by bruh me. yeah yo all right so when uh we were discussing the redskins in this mutiny right uh, now this is Washington Redskins. They are NFC East. They have some Super Bowls. They have some championships in the nineties when the whole NFC East was going ham. Right. Um, would you t- care to take a guess for them? Their waiting list? Yes. I mean, Hmm. How? Now again, these are the, I'll, I'll tell you again for the Packers, those numbers are self-reported. Like we, you know, we have, we have, only them to go off of. Yeah, I'm probably not lying, honestly. But I mean, with the with the Redskins, I would say any NFL team has a probably a, a, a decent waiting list. Probably like uh, you know ten thousand, and you know maybe like two years waiting, two years, three years waiting, maybe. Bruh, the Washington Football Redskins 
have zero people on the waiting list and zero years. What? This new COO, he was like, yo, we're going to stop lying about this shit. They were lying about this shit for years. Like, yo, it's 100, 100 people long and just, just for clout, right? Yeah. Like, because I, I would imagine, you know, if you want to pick the, the Cowboys one, like, I don't know which. One. I think the, the Packers one is the longest. Uh, I have them set up as like most recent. Yeah, you would at least anticipate there would be something on there. This dude was like, yo, we're going to stop lying. We're going to actually evaluate this company. Like, if we don't do that, we can't truly evaluate like the the net worth of this company. We can't, you know, do do solid business. Um, I don't know if it was the right step to tell everybody this, but like. Dude, basically, it was like, yo, that that uh, waiting list, that shit doesn't exist. Mm-hmm. Motherfuckers are not trying to get season tickets, new season tickets to the Washington Redskins for uh, FedEx Field. So the CEO was just trying to be COO. transparent. Yeah, the COO. Yes. Yes. And he, he was doing other things that I don't I personally don't think that's a super trash thing um, or like a bad business thing. Like maybe on the business side, I could be convinced as to why, you know, you're selling your, you're informing the community that your, your product is not worth as much as you've been touting, but you've been lying in the past. Right. Mm -hmm. So um, I am not certain how I should interpret that, but I mean, I think, yeah, man, shit is crazy. Exactly. I think it really just touches back to that, you know, fucked up economics of the nfl man seems like the the money just goes in lots of different directions the the money talk you know uh about a team like the redskins that has gotten a whole lot of i guess bad sort of publicity and press you know pretty much for the past like five years with the whole name controversy but they probably are still stupid paid you know i don't think they were it's always well, the team, the team is probably oh. still a very uh, rich team, you know, despite oh, yeah, yeah, the yeah. fact that it's like nothing can stop the NFL from just getting just bankrolling, you know? Yeah, they're going to make money like it's just off the strength of, again, the collective bargaining agreement and how the money gets split up like they're good. Everybody's getting paid like it doesn't mm-hmm. it doesn't really matter. Any any success in the NFL is success for all of the teams in the NFL. They definitely have mm-hmm. some profit sharing profit sharing agreements. Where like, sure, the Cowboys might, you know, garner the most TV dollars or whatever, but everybody is eating off that. Mm-hmm. Um, but another interesting thing that I I mean, this shit has been really fascinating. This story particularly has been really fascinating to me. And it actually drove me to uh, do something that I was doing while I was like uh, job searching. Um, I don't know if you've ever used Glassdoor to like check reviews of companies and shit like that. Mm-hmm. Um, they have like salary information sometimes, but a lot of it is yeah. like, yo, do you agree with the CEO? Like what, you know, what were the positives of working here? What were the, what were the cons? Like shit like that, right? Yep. Uh, I checked for the Washington Redskins. That shit is, I mean, it's it's all right. I guess it's a 3.1, which is not great, but like a lot of these review type shits are like, I mean, they're kind of weak. Like who who really is going back to review some shit unless it was a bad experience. Like either you're having a really good experience or a bad experience, or, you know, I don't find too many other things that, uh, drive me to even leave a review on any old shit, let alone like a, a job that I worked for. Um, although I have been getting more into uh, Google reviews. I know you've been hitting that up. You actually got me on that. I've been trying to score points and shit. I don't know. <laughs> they they got me in the algorithm. I was like, "Fuck this! This shit is kind of fun." Oh, uh, fucking um, algorithms, man! 
Yeah, but bro, all this, all the comments on their glass door are like, yo, uh, it was hella demanding during the season. Like, sure, it was fun. You're into sports and it's cool, but like they don't really pay you well and it's insane hours during the during the season. Uh, there's terrible communication. The shit is super disorganized. And it seems and like all of these are coming from between like July and August. Like, and, and sure, I'm sure some people who were quitting in that 40 people were like, yeah, I got another offer somewhere else. But like, yo, you don't have an ex- a mass exodus from any business without like some fingers being pointed back at the the uh, ownership, the leadership. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know if they have a board of directors under the owner or like juxtaposed to the owner or any shit like that. Uh, I don't know their true structure, but I would wager that like some of the minority owners and shit are like, yo, Dan Snyder was good. Yo, you fucking up out here. Like, what's what's going on? Do we need to fucking um what's that dude's name from the Clippers? Fuck. Bomber. Steve Bomber. Nah, Steve oh. Bomber is the new dude. I'm talking about the dude oh, that got, uh, got up out Donald. The <laughs> yeah, Donald, Donald Sterling. Sterling. Yeah, yeah, young Donald Donald out here Bruh. fucking up, man. Donald them bro. impeachment papers quick, boy. <laughs> yeah, yeah shit's crazy. Still, I honestly I don't even want to get into it, but despite what he did, man. Despite his character, he didn't deserve to lose the team. I'm saying, I man, that's yeah, a, that's right. property. That's yeah, property. you know, um, the only owner who like stood against that move was uh, Mark Cuban. Mark Cuban was the only one who was like, "Yo, I don't like where this is going." You mean when I act, I misbehave, you can take my team away? Hell nah. Everybody else was like, nah, we don't fuck with that. Like, they weren't getting him up out of there because of the racist comments. Like, they just needed a reason. They already didn't like that dude. Like, the ownership was, all, like, the NBA insider information is that, like, they were already not fucking with this 70, 70-year-old old white dude. Like, mm-hmm. probably for some other reasons beyond the racism. But, you yeah. know, the racism, def- the public racism is like, oh, word? Yeah, we can, get, we can get you up out of here for this. This mm-hmm. is cool. Thanks. Appreciate it. Have a nice day. <laughs> yeah, I, I thought that was fucked up. I mean, honestly, I, I didn't really care too much because Donald Sterling seems like kind of a trash dude anyway. Uh, but, you know, the, the, the potentiality of losing like ownership of something because of character as opposed to actually a crime is a little fucked up to me. Um, but hey, all right, man. Yo, the fucked up economics of the NFL, man. So uh, I read this article from Bloomberg. It's called the NFL makes more money than ever and things have never been worse. It's crazy because they, they just keep making money. The ratings are down. Not incredibly, not a lot. You know, um, mm-hmm. I'm looking at the Super Bowl ratings and viewership in 2012 was 111.3 million for the Super Bowl and 2018 was 103.4 million. Um, so, I mean, slight downturn, you know, I, I've heard the Rays are down across the board, really, but just not crazy, but they're still making money. Uh, Super Bowl ads are more expensive in 2018 than 2012, despite the change in ratings, the decrease in ratings. The NFL salary cap continues to go up by $10 million every year. I mean, you got ESPN paying $1.9 billion for Monday Night Football. Amazon is paying $65 million for Thursday night, which could easily become $500 million whenever the next temp company wants to bid. Um, I just I just wonder, why would they just pay the players? Just pay the players. Give them the money. Restructure the CBA so that the salary cap is higher and pay them. Give them all $25 million. Like, nah, bro. Um, there's plenty of money. 
bro, the capitalist, bro, plenty of money is not enough for these billionaires, man. They, they want more. Like, that's their whole identity is like, yo, I'm trying to be rich as fuck. Like, it's not, you know, they're, whenever I talk about like these dudes arguing in the uh, collective bargaining agreement, they're arguing, arguing over percents, like 1% here, 2% there, like, and 0.5 of a percent. And that boils down to millions of dollars. Um, but like every inch, the, uh, owners are like not trying to give up. I could probably look up and see exactly uh, what the CBA says. Talk about um, the percent of revenue that could be go, that goes to the salary cap. Yes. 2011, which is the most recent one, which is going on right now. Um, it's right now between 70, 47 and 48.5 percent of all revenue mm-hmm. going to the players. Everything yeah. else goes to the owners. Mm-hmm. Um, so like, yo, those, you know, middling percentages are huge, especially for players who aren't getting paid a lot off the back, off the off rip. I mean, you need something to to feed your family. Sure, you come in and you're immediately making, you know, I guess hundred thousand dollar game checks, but like that shit is not sustainable. And you're only getting like what people forget is they get paid during the season. They get game checks. Like, mm-hmm. all right, you played Monday or you played Sunday? Monday game check or whenever they come in. It's not it's not like uh, you know, your your normal human being salary where you're getting paid throughout the year, and that impacts how people spend their money, how they save, when they don't save, when they're in the off season and don't have the structure in their lives to go to practice and not be spending money. They're here blowing that shit because they're like, yo, I got another season coming up. I got another, I got checks coming up. You know, that's, that's probably the biggest reason why NFL players come back or get happy or whatever. Like, sure. They want to play football, but Oh, Oh, we about to eat. Like you see how uh, these dudes clown out when, uh, Jalen Ramsey pulls up to uh, training camp and shit uh, in a Brinks truck. Like he knows what time it is. Like, sure. It's, <laughs> it's, it's not subtle. Not at all. Yeah, man. Uh, <laughs> I felt like that was like a little extra. Honestly, these players, man, they do, they do a lot of funny shit. Um, NFL players. I've always found it so interesting how much shit happens around them outside of actual football um and you know i have to counterpoint my earlier perspective that the players should i mean the the teams should just pay the players just pay them all pay them all 25 million but a counterpoint to that is these players are not reliable let's we don't even have to talk about injuries but you know how that goes injuries are you know that can happen in any moment anything with a guy like Kevin Durant, you know he's going to come back and ball out. Even if he's half of old Kevin Durant, that's still good enough. And you know he's going to come back. But I have the recent NFL arrests, man. And this is the thing that has always perplexed me. These guys do some dumb shit outside of football sometimes, man. Kareem Hunt is a recent, I guess, very popular example. And it also happened during the season. Um, but domestic abuse, DUIs. It's like it's guaranteed with these guys. Um, Desmond Harrison on July 17th suspected of assault and strangulation of a female during an incident at a residence in Greensboro, North Carolina. Um, Yo, and they ain't even arrest him yet, man. That man has a warrant. Oh, shit. Is he yeah. abusive in this bitch? Yes, bro. I mean, oh. technically, yes. <laughs> the team, the team cut him. Uh, but yeah, Warren. Whoa, Desmond Harrison, where are you, bro? <laughs> Turn yourself in, man. Yo, please. you about to appear on the fucking Patriots? Watch uh, out. Yeah, 
right. used to be Harris and Desmond. <laughs> Harris Desmondson or some shit. Watch. Right. Desmondson. About to lead the league in fucking pancake blocks or some shit. I don't know. Dude. Shit is Cam- ridiculous. Cam Moore of the New York Giants, July 11th. Accused of punching a woman, stepping on her neck in domestic incident in New Jersey. What? <laughs> okay. Yo, uh, man, I hate to say it, man. Why, why are women still like fucking with football players? Yeah. Like hey. these, man. Because they're paid, but, you know, that's the yeah, I guess so. question. And, you know, it teach their own, man. You know, it's, shit is crazy out here in these crazy streets. Yeah, but uh, honestly, the NFL players, man, they have a horrible reputation with the domestic abuse stuff. It is seemingly out of hand. Um, anyway, didn't you tell me Robert Kim DJ, didn't he do some shit? Uh, July 6th, pulled over for speeding. This is like the third time, right? Isn't he the one that uh, he's been yes. on the podcast or he's yes. been discussed on the podcast? He got caught before he was on the Jets at the time, I believe. And this dude was flying in uh, a Bentley truck or some shit. Uh, in like New Jersey or some shit, he got caught because he got he pulled over, like he dipset on the cops, right? He was going, I don't know, 120 or some wild shit like that. He pulls into this neighborhood and tries to like essentially hide. But one, you're in a Bentley truck, bro. Like nobody is gonna not see that you just pulled in. Like you know, you're you're still mm-hmm. sitting in the car, like it's a big ass fucking car. And the other thing is, I think he had his foot on the uh, brake lights. So they could see it and be like, oh, yeah, you're right there, dog. Like you did. You didn't get away. You didn't escape. Mm-hmm. Um, and there was like some kid in the in the car. I don't I don't know. I don't remember if there was weapons in the car, but that was that was a couple years ago. I think he might also have been involved with some synthetic marijuana and jumping out a window uh, after yeah. college. Isn't he the one uh, that had the picture um, before the draft of him hitting a bong or something? No, that was Laramie Tunsil. Oh, uh, isn't he on and the that Giants? Was he, he was a Giant. N- no, he was on the Dolphins. I don't know where he's at now. But, yeah, he was trying to get blackmailed by, like, his stepfather or some some other wild NFL shit where, like, niggas are trying to get at your money. Like, I understand, uh, okay. you know, these dudes end up losing their money because you can't trust anybody. Uh, yeah. The shit's truly tough. But, yeah, I mean, you got to be smarter than that sometimes, man. I, I, I don't know. I just... Yeah. So number the the fourth most recent arrest uh, in the NFL, Tyrell Dodson, linebacker for the Buffalo Bills, accused of hitting his girlfriend and damaging her front door in Scottsdale, Arizona. Um, so the three out of the four most recent arrests had to do with domestic assault of a woman. Um, for these NFL players, uh, I'm gonna go down the list a little bit. Leonard Fournette. Yo. Oh, go Yo, ahead. In the meantime, do you want to? Um, so we're not just listening too much. Do you want to know what the uh, like players with the most arrests are? Hell yeah! Tell me that oh, I know the first. One. I know the first. Oh. One. <laughs> you want to guess how many? Have you already looked? I saw that one. I saw it was like okay. 10, 10. Yes. Okay. Hey, but you know, you know who it was? Pac Man Jones is a is a street <laughs> legend, bro. NFL street legend. Yo, shooting up the strip club, like, bro, I don't, man, that man had a wild life, dog. That nigga played like 15 years, too. Yeah, he, he balled. He was actually really good. Like, yeah. I, I'm surprised at his longevity, but yeah, that but, dude could not stay out of trouble. Yeah, so that first guy is Adam Pac-Man Jones. Uh, who, who else you got? I didn't look at the rest of the list. 
you know, Kenny Britt, the uh, wide receiver. Uh, I think he used to play for the Dolphins. I don't know who the fuck he plays for now. But this dude committing all types of crimes, DUIs, drugs, obstruction of justice, theft. Uh, and I mean, he did get caught in his license a couple of times. But again, bro, like you got to just stay up on your shit, man. Just be an adult. Like, what the fuck? Um, Alden Smith, your boy from the Niners. Alden Smith is on that list. Yeah. Stayed getting in trouble. Um, and the last one of interest is, uh, Brandon Marshall. Oh, um, really? This, yeah, this is the linebacker, Brandon Marshall, though, I believe oh, not the wide oh. receiver, the linebacker who played for Denver. Um, and not to bring up old stuff for him. Cause it was, it looks like his shit was 10 year 10 years ago and stuff. But yo, do you want to guess which position has the most arrests? <laughs> ah, it's, it's gotta be linebacker. Uh, you'd be wrong, sir. You you would be wrong. Huh. Cornerback. This website is so amazing. No. <laughs> and I mean, this. I don't want to say it's not close, but it's not not close. There is receiver. a double digit lead. Wide receiver has uh, 148 arrests. The next closest is linebacker with 128. So oh, these evil wide receivers are out here leading the way. You don't ever hear about these guys getting arrested, though. What? Uh, like I'm looking at this list and there's no the like oh, the fifteenth yeah. is like the, the first receiver, but yeah. this is all time. This is all yeah. right. Yo, body of work though. You know, I mean, niggas was just acting up. Like, all right, I, I did one bad thing. Every wide receiver's out here, like, yo, I'm I'm fucking up one time, right? And that's it. Right. Aside from that, I don't know. I, a Kitty Britt is a wide receiver though. So. Oh well. All right. Well. Interesting. But yeah, bro. Yo, apparently 2006, niggas in the NFL were just going ham in the offseason. Like, there's dramatically a much larger number of arrests than uh, any other season in recent history. I mean, I guess 2006, 2007, 2008, uh, people were just wilding. Uh, I don't know if that was the Mike Vick years when everybody was just acting up. I want to say Bounty Gate for the Saints was up in there. So, you know, they was uh, just causing trouble. Um Shit is crazy out here, man. Um, and yeah, I do want a disclaimer. Like, uh, we keep in mind that this these rates are lower than like the U- normal U.S. population, and there's only 1,700 NFL players. So, like, shit makes sense that like anytime something happens, it makes the news. Like the the way the news is just set up these days is, uh, I mean, it's it's hella shit going on. Uh, or every time something happens, they're just plastering your walls with like, yo. Uh, there's always something happening. Mm-hmm. Um, but so for the last year or ooh, this is the last 20 years, I could probably make that shit shorter. You want to know the team with the most arrests last five years? Uh, let me see. Hmm. I, I'm going to go with the New York Giants. Wow. Close. Uh, New York Jets. Wow. Jets. Yes. I wonder why. I, don't, uh, I feel like I can't think of any players recently i mean i a guess a lot, lot of, of duis guys. bro it looks like a lot of oh a lot of assault and battery damn they was whooping people ass they was getting drunk and fucking people up um i mean it was bad years for the jets man so maybe they were just depressed and you know i don't know man times is rough out there in jersey man and you're on a bad team fitzpatrick is out here throwing interceptions to the other team you tired and got to go back on defense shit is bad man i, I don't know yeah yeah Man, well, you know, the point of me bringing up the the arrest thing, though, is that despite 
the talent of these players and the fact that, okay, perhaps, yeah, they should be paid. I mean, come on, man. Sometimes they're unreliable. Uh, even Ezekiel Elliott. This dude is, dan- you know, leading the, the league in rushing. Even though the seasons that he led, he wasn't suspended, but he probably damn well would have, like, he was close, you know, uh, in his second season when he didn't lead the league. You heard about the recent shit with him? Um, yeah, EDC. I was at EDC. I ain't seen no Ezekiel Elliott, though, but yeah, he <laughs> you like got it. shit, man. You zooted. <laughs> <laughs> I was indeed zooted. Uh, I was on a different planet, but uh, on this planet, apparently Ezekiel Elliott was trying to fight people. Damn, man. Who is out here trying to fight NFL players, man? These dudes are too big in real life. Like, sure, they look like regular-sized people on TV, but in real life, standing next to a motherfucking linebacker or running back, like, this dude will fucking smack you up like it's i don't even under i mean i guess people just get bucked when they get drunk man it's a bad mm-hmm. idea mm-hmm. um so ezekiel elliott man he's had some recent shit uh yo so w- was that recent shit the shit that was uh a police cover-up is that what it was an assault thing no that that's he, another thing you see so yeah, he, okay. he had some kind of conversation i don't know too much about this one i've mainly heard about um this conversation on like podcasts and stuff but but or this situation but he had like an altercation and there was potentially an assault but there was no arrest no nothing and he had to speak with a commissioner you know probably some sort of reprimand but he's not a suspended or anything but it's like you know it's it's along that path of you could be suspended you need to get your shit together um like he's he's jeopardizing his ability to be available which is what we said is Dak's main, you know, skill, I guess, is that he's available to play. So it's like, why play these players? And not just Ezekiel Elliott, but if you're talking about this, like these these kind of minor contracts, maybe it's one year, two year deal with a guy you're hoping who can come like, you know, step up and get some tackles. Come on. If he gets arrested for punching his girlfriend he's gone like fuck it there's no why why waste your time why give him a contract extension why give him any guaranteed money you know yeah man that's i mean it's just a catch-22 like if you can't rely on on the person like uh there was this one time uh channing crowder he went to my high school he went to north springs high school uh he was a linebacker for he went to north springs he was a linebacker for the dolphins and I want to say he made it onto some Super Bowl team. He just happened to be, he was he was all right. He was cool. I, I won't say he was a bad player, but he was a linebacker. Um, he came back and spoke at our football practice one time. Coach had him, you know, pull up and stuff because you know that's the type of shit that they do trying to like motivate. This dude was out here, two phones, both clipped on his hip, both of them blowing up the whole time. This man was talking. We were like, damn, this dude is big time. Wow, this shit is crazy. Um, but he was giving the speech. He was like, yo, man. A lot of it not just has to do with like your skill and your talent, your ability on the field, but like, can this dude trust you with a million dollars? Like whatever the contract is, like, can they trust you to still show up for work? Can you know, are you a reliable adult human human being like the shit doesn't work for uh everyone like you see all the time people you know we're, i've been watching hard knocks recently where like dude was supposed to go to the, like he was injured he was supposed to show up for the trainer and like just get worked out or whatever stretched out whatever he wasn't doing that and they were like you know what dog you gotta go uh, you're not you you're not cut out for this if you can't even make these simple meetings right here like we we need you at all times to be on the same script as everybody else or 
you know, you're never going to get on the field. You're taking up space. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a much more interesting conversation when you're talking about a guy like Ezekiel Elliott, who is potentially the best player in the NFL. But, uh, man, so I, I have one other another counterpoint. Um, and we have the Vikings player, Viking safety, Andrew Sandejo. Um, he wore a cap on August 3rd, 2018 that said, make football violent again. So I now bring up this counterpoint to once again say, pay these guys. They don't give it. They don't care about what it, what the risks of being an NFL player. They want to be violent. They don't care about concussions, man. I don't know if you watched the last chance you, man, but one of the dudes got a concussion. He said, he said straight up said it. He got one, but he was like, fuck it, man. I'm trying to go out and play. Like, he knew he got a concussion, but he was ready. These guys are putting their bodies on the line. They're doing a great job about it, and they're taking the risk. You know? Pay them. They want to be violent. People are going to watch. People want to watch the violence, so pay them to be violent. Let them loose. That's the the thing. Like, are they they assuming the responsibility then? Like, are we all okay with them assuming the brain trauma – and all the other shit that comes along with, you know, choosing to play the game. Like, are we admi- like I personally can admit like, all right, boom, cool. Football is violent. Let's let's keep it moving. They sign a waiver. They choose to play this game. Like in high school, you you have to get a physical and sign some shit to be like, yo, I'm accepting responsibility for all sports, like not just football. Um, I'm sure the NFL has some shit to where like you, you can't sue if you get a concussion because it's part of the game. But like the NFL never wants to admit that their shit is violent. Like, they never want to come out and be like, yo, this shit is not for everyone. They, they want to be a family for everyone type of sport. Um, and I get mm-hmm. it. You know, that, that keeps people interested. That keeps it being like a family product. Uh, you don't want it necessarily to be the XFL uh, of, of years past, not the new XFL that apparently is supposed to be MAGA and, you know, all wholesome and all types of stupid shit. But, <laughs> um, I mean, they just have an identity crisis, man. Uh, that's the real thing. Like they're and the problem is they're making so much money that it almost doesn't even matter. Like they're just kind of pissing into the wind of trying to like figure out, all right, well, we want to be this. We want to be a pillar of society and an icon of like wholesome American values, but they are never aligned properly because it's a bunch of black dudes playing football and will always be giving you the owners and you know the media and shit lip that they're not really trying to hear. Like it's it's always going to be that that uh, kind of cold war of two uh, groups who are abrasive, but they make a lot of money together. One mm-hmm. side just makes a lot more money than the other side. Yeah, man, it's always going to be some shit. It's uh, it's some, some fucked up shit. And, you know, Yo, up speaking like- of getting on that one side, though, uh, you heard about Jay-Z uh, being a co-producer for the Super Bowl and other halftime so- shows this season. Right. Um, so that's what this deal is about. I, I really wasn't sure. I just keep hearing partnership deal, partnership deal. Yes. Um, so we don't know the entire details, but essentially, uh, he and Rock Nation are going to be, um, producing, I believe, all of the halftime shows this season or all or some of the halftime shows this season, um, to where they are determining which artists perform where, um, what type of performance it's going to be and this includes working uh with the super bowl uh i don't think jay-z is going to perform i think 
they actually emphatically said, no, he's not going to perform at least this year. But um, it's an interesting level of ownership and control that they're giving to essentially black America, where generally the NFL is like, nah, we're not fucking with y'all. Like, we'll let you play the game, but we don't, we don't want to hear about none of this uh, police brutality or, you know, equality. Fuck are y'all talking about? Nah, 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 nah. So um, it's very interesting that Jay-Z is aligning with these guys. It's not going to affect the players at all. It's not going to affect anything about the protests. I don't think we have to choose sides here. But, you know, this entire time, we should consistently stay on the side of the players, the Eric Reeds, your uh, Kenny Stills, who's out here speaking out against his owner uh, of the Dolphins, who's like having fundraisers and shit for Trump. Um, I think we should always stick with those guys. But that that doesn't mean we don't support what Jay-Z is doing as well, getting a seat at the table. Especially mm-hmm. when we don't know like all of the ins and outs of uh, the deals. Yeah, uh, have you listened to any of the Stephen A. takes about this? Stephen A. Smith takes. I have not. Enlighten me. Yeah. So his um, radio show, which is also a podcast daily, um, he's been talking about it pretty much for the past four or five days. Like every episode, he's dropping takes, and then Eric Reed actually commented on Stephen A. Smith. So Stephen A. Smith had to drop more takes. Um, of all very level-headed. Uh, I don't really don't know where the public perspective of Stephen A. Smith is, but I think the dude is brilliant. I don't always agree with him, but man, he's a, an intelligent dude, and his wordplay is so good. I have a lot of respect for that. But his takes have been very, very logical. And you know me, man. I, I stand by logic and rationality before anything else. Um I don't know what the hate is towards Jay Z though. Is there hate? Am I making that up? But nah, Stephen, I mean, a, Stephen A. Smith, right. his his takes have given me the impression that people are like feeling some kind of way about Jay Z's partnership. Um, they definitely are, man. It's anytime again. It feels like people are losing some sort of level of privilege. Um, or are you talking about white people getting mad or, or black people getting mad at Jay Z? You know, it's been a little bit of the perception that he's sold out, selling out. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, That's that's I think a lot of that is Internet hype and people being misinformed and just commenting on the immediate. Um, I think people didn't even realize what like the deal actually entails. And uh, I've heard points trying to be like, oh, man, but Cap still wants to play. So like, is he. Like problematic because he's supporting the NFL. That's not the same thing. That's his career. Like that's what Kaepernick like was doing for a living prior to him being removed from the NFL. Like protest or not, he was trying to be out here. Um, with and and they they just don't correlate. Like they're two different things. Like he's handling music and shit. It has nothing to do with uh any kind of uh you know, dealings with the NFL and protesting, protesting players. Like that's really what they're fighting for. Like the ability to within their job, uh, take a stance on something different than what the owners want them to line up behind. You know, they don't, they don't have, they shouldn't have to be company men. They're good enough. And, you know, uh, um, you know, valuable enough to the, to the franchises that they should be able to do whatever the fuck they want to do. Um, that's, that's a real mindset and that's where, you know, the NFL is really conservative. Um, like I was saying before, like, it's all about this fucking players union being able to have power. Like baseball players don't even get drug tested. We've d- discussed this before. Like they get to fight all the time and they do get suspended and stuff, but their motherfucking money is guaranteed. It doesn't matter what the fuck they could do. They can Bartolo Colon it out there, you know, <laughs> eat, uh, 
5,000 calories a day and be good to go. It's nothing. But also, mm-hmm. baseball players can play forever. Like, there's not that much trouble that a baseball player is going to get into. And the offseason is shorter since, uh, one, they're not getting, like, super aggro intense. Like, oh, man, I have all this testosterone. And then they hit their offseason and are still, like, hyped up and have no, nowhere to put all that energy. Um that that actually might be something to look into that that just life in season out season balance of uh nfl players versus like nba players and mlb B players i actually might be interested in some shit like that like but um hey shit is crazy man what's up perhaps rtbth can delve into that topic because you know we got the takes um <laughs> back on the jay-z stuff though man i feel like Regardless of what Jay Z's getting out of this, I mean, who would you rather have planning? You know, this this Super Bowl halftime, whatever. Uh, him or someone like Clint Eastwood? You know. Yeah. Right. Right. It's it's only a positive. There's no. There's nothing but positive that can come from this. Like, sure, it might not. You know, every performance might not be the message that we're looking for. Like, we might not get Kendrick, Kendrick Lamar singing uh, "Black at a Berry" or like, you know, "My President Is Black" or no, no shit like that uh, anytime soon. But you know, still having the voice there is really important. Still, still having the platform, still being able to be seen. And I think uh, Jay Z is gonna make a push to like we were mentioning earlier, like whether they would let Jay-Z be an owner. Like, I think that's the first step of like getting into the conversation. Like, all right, I'm NFL adjacent or I'm NFL aligned. And then I'm NFL adjacent with the team. Okay. I'm buying in as a minority owner here. Okay. Boom. Some other shit happened. Uh, Me and Beyonce just bought a team. We bought Mm -hmm. the Houston Texans. Mm -hmm. Texas would never let that. I mean, they might let it happen. I don't know. They they would never let, I don't know. I don't know. I would imagine like Michael Jackson in his heyday was trying to buy some teams somewhere too. And they blocked him. Like these, these billionaires have the ability to like stop some shit from going down when they don't want it to happen. So absolutely. You know? Um, so is Eric Reed not with, like, is he not supportive of the collaboration? He feels like it undercuts his movement because he is still kneeling. He feels like, yo, they're not supporting me on this, but you, you choose to support something he feels like it's a cop out. He feels like, I mean, NFL, why are you instead of embracing this, you know, no, you know, fuck police brutality, uh, stop shooting on our black men. Uh, instead of the NFL saying that they're like, oh, no, we'll just, you know, we'll fuck with Jay-Z and everybody will be fine with it. Like, it, it seems to him like mm-hmm. a uh, lesser reward. Um, I want to say Eric Reed was a bit upset. So he also got paid in the Kaepernick uh, deal. Mm-hmm. He also got which a is crazy because he's definitely getting paid by the Carolina Panthers right now. Like this dude's getting paid left and right, and still continues to talk shit. But anyway, yo, I mean, isn't that living the dream? I'm so to, why why that? <laughs> get paid and talk shit? Hell yeah! I mean, yeah, you talk shit about something funny and something interesting, not about you know. No, Jay- no, no, no. Get paid and get paid and talk shit. <laughs> he's getting paid twice. That's that's what I want. <laughs> and I'm gonna be talking that shit. <laughs> I I feel you, bro. I mean, look, I don't think it's fair for him to talk all this shit when he's getting paid by the NFL. Um, real quick, man. Why not? I, he has a voice. Do you think he should s- just stick to sports too, Nick? Oh God. <laughs> uh, what what no, do you think LeBron no, should do? Huh? No, I don't think he should stick to sports. But 
or sing only to sports. And trying LeBron, to get dragged on Twitter again today. <laughs> LeBron is an icon. All right, that's much different from Eric Reed. Wow, but, so none of these NFL players are icons to you? Wow, wow. Now, man. Does icon mean have CTE? JK. No. <laughs> I have to say emphatically no. But I mean, what, I'm, what I'm saying is that you're not being a very amenable football player. You know what I'm saying? Why does I, he have to be amenable? Because... so. Bruh, why does so if if holdouts and shit like that work if protesting works like antonio brown did not play that final season of the game uh, of of last season not only did he get up out of a bad situation that he deemed bad with the steelers he got motherfucking paid and he got paid more than what Le'Veon bell got paid for sitting out for his protest like do we not support okay him getting paid like do we not support that again you're talking about an iconic player if you're talking about middle of the pack that dude that can maybe make the team and i know eric reed is nice i know he's nice but he's definitely not a a lockdown or we're definitely gonna lock him up for the next five years top at safety in the league no he's not okay if you're that guy and you're being difficult every time he comes on the tv or when he's being recorded spoken to he has some shit to say jay-z who is a icon in the african-american community and as a businessman has made this partnership talking shit it's not that hard to cut you bro you know what i'm saying like as an nfl owner i can see why you might not want to fuck with him you might not want to sign him again to another contract you might not want to pay him and to keep going on i have a little bit of an unpopular opinion while i do think that colin kaepernick was blackballed i'm not gonna be just jumping and saying that he should be in the league honestly I, I really don't know what exactly makes it seem like he definitely should have a job. I mean, I'm OK with him not coming back now. Like he's out of the season. He's out of the game for a couple of years now. I think, you know, the the speed of the game may have passed him by. Like he's he's definitely not that old. But like, I don't know that he was a superior talent that he could get by without all the athleticism that he might have lost in that time. Um, so there, I don't know if I think he should play, but like, he should still have the right to like, try to get on the field. You got Nathan Peterman out here throwing passes, but cap can't get a tryout. Is that what you're telling me? Nathan Peterman is on a team. Nathan, Nathan Peterman threw passes on through interceptions, uh, last week. Didn't he Thursday. throw five and one and one half last season with the Buffalo? One Bills? time. Yes. Whew. And still has a job. I mean, when and you that, put it like that, when you put it like that, then you know, maybe yeah, caption be on a team, but but what I'm That's saying though is that, that look, he he's going for backup. I, I I don't really see any team that is gonna that needs a starter that is on his level. Like every starter in the league is probably better than at least what he last showed us in the NFL. Secondly, again, he's not a very amenable player. Yes, do your kneel. The kneeling was a very respectable and you know i guess optics wise appropriate method of um protesting but Stephen a smith has gone on and on about this he wore a fidel castro shirt to you know in miami you know um didn't he say something about uh ray lewis and the owner of the baltimore ravens and comparing them to the characters in django um Yes. When the Ravens were w- wanted to try him out. You know, I'm just saying, like, 
Yeah, but that was funny. And I mean, oh, yeah, I know it's not on, an bro. excuse. You, that's hilarious. Is that not hilarious? Herschel, you know, and, just like I know, man, locker room environment is important. You come into a locker room off the rip and you were talking shit about Ray Lewis. You know, man, that man, Ray Lewis is super extra. Please don't pull up on me, Ray Lewis. I would appreciate he's, he's a monster. If you do not come back to Atlanta and murder a second person <laughs> since that Super Bowl when you got rid of you when you beat the charge. Uh, please do not come repeat that. That's what I'm uh, saying. This dude you. is a killer and the the, <laughs> the the biggest personality in the locker room. And you go, you want to sign a guy that's talking shit and comparing, and you're the one that's drawing the racial lines. Now you're the one that's bringing and making race a, an offensive tactic. Right. I mean, you're right. You're right. Uh, but all of this is warfare, man. Like what he should be able to he should be able to speak out at work. Um, Herschel, bro. I, I would hate for him to fall into like, I don't think the NFL has this per se, but I would consider this something like the uh, like the angry black man complex of like you can't be you can't be mad at work because everybody at work might think like you're wilding because you're you're a black male in the office who either had a bad day or got emotional about some shit that. You know, every once in a while, everybody gets emotional, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, I would hate for that to be the case. I don't think that's the case. I agree with your stance on uh, Kaepernick being like a rabble rouser and that being a deterrent for owners to bring this guy in when there are other cheaper alternatives. Along uh, with the fact that, backlash. Along with the fact that he, he really wasn't stunting out here, his last starts, his last few starts, he wasn't really actually doing work in the league. He wasn't balling out. You know what I'm saying? Like, he was a, a quarterback. Yes, he deserved a tryout. Absolutely. From what he's done with the Niners going to the Super Bowl, he absolutely deserves a tryout, but it's not like he was a lockdown starter or backup. And it's plenty yeah. of backups out here. Plenty of backups. I mean, yeah. Um, I feel you, man. I feel you. But uh, Did you have any other topics you wanted to... Uh well, the the main thing for the main point for that though is that Eric Reed's whole thing is that Ka- Kaepernick isn't working, and you know, I guess part of his him feeling that Jay Z's partnership might not be appropriate is that Jay Z has taken on this partnership while Colin Kaepernick is not working. I guess maybe Eric Reed, on behalf of the African American community, feels slighted that Jay Z hasn't, you know. Yo, you know what's another weird layer to this, though, is Rock Nation signs NFL players and other like NBA players and stuff like that as like talent. Like they, they're a talent agency for them as well. So like it's very interesting that they would be able to uh, work on both sides of this fence. Like they're work- like Jay-Z is working in the management of I guess it's different because it's unassociated with play. Uh, but he's, he's working with, you know, the. Uh, halftime entertainment and shit like that but he is also literally working with players some of them i would imagine were protesting at the time of uh you know the full you know kaepernick kneeling swing so i don't know Mm -hmm. a lot of interesting stuff man the nfl the economics of the nfl is hard to analyze but you know just to wrap it up man i'd say it's just crazy how much money they continue to make Here's one more stat for you, man. The Green Bay Packers, which is a publicly owned team. So, you know, there isn't the pressure, I would say, you know, I could be wrong, but the pressure of sort of like 
uh, wanting to please investors, you know, oil billionaires. Like there, there's no pressure to be profitable always. You know, the Green Bay Packers is like the the, the city's team or the the state's team, Wisconsin's team. You know, it's the people's team. They have increased revenues for 15 straight seasons. So if the Packers are doing well like that, come on, imagine the Cowboys, man. These people oh, yeah. are making stupid money. And you got to like if you if you're so rich, you got to pay the players because the players put the NFL on their back, you know, literally. The pair, the yeah. players are incredibly valuable in my opinion. You know, you do have the conduct, which is fucked up because a lot of them do a lot of stupid shit. But aside from that, man, these guys are willing to put their lives on the line, man. CTE and everything. And I think it just seems so yeah, messed up that there are these conversations of, oh, should, you know, Ezekiel Elliott hold out, man. That shouldn't be a question. He should be paid um, because the dude is putting his life on the line for this for this sports league. And the league I mean, is rich. Is incredibly rich. They need competition. The NFL needs a co- a competent league where, like, if he didn't play, he could go somewhere else. Like, he could he. I don't want to say he could play in China, but like, they need a what the N- NBA has in competition around the world with other other leagues. Even though they're not as lucrative, but like this, the college football. I mean, the Canadian football league just isn't isn't viable. Um, yeah. We saw the AFL or AAF already fold. The XFL won't be that for years. Like, I mean, maybe they'll eventually get into some shit, but um, I mean, competition is really the only way for like this free market system to even work. Mm-hmm. Very good point. You're right, man. And yeah, even in the NBA, man, or in basketball, th- people can have legitimate, legitimate careers. In a different country, Jimmer Fredette, man, he left, played in China, bald, and I think he might be on an NBA roster right now. You know, this dude went and had a legitimate career. Uh, that that's that that is not an option in the NFL. So, very good point. Yeah, turn the um, fuck up. Last point. Uh, thank you to those who have made it this far. This might be our longest podcast, man. I'm proud. We're pushing 101 minutes right now. Last point, though, I think the conversation about amateur football is a very important one, which is why it's kind of like the whole culture is really just not very amenable for the players. But I mean, college football, man, huge, huge, huge industry. And they are play. They're treated as amateur players, players that who are not paid. Um, so it's like it, the precedent starts early on. And high school, I don't know, you know, what exactly the economics are of high school football, but some fucked up shit probably happens back then, too. Um, Whereas players are exploited and they're not really treated as worthy, even though they're putting their bodies and lives on the line to produce this entertainment. Um, So perhaps real talk, we'll get into that in the future. Uh, Yeah, man, this was fun. It's good to be back. Okay. Thank you all for tuning in. This is Real Talk Beyond the Headlines featuring Tune Day and the football expert dropping the that knowledge. Turn up. All right. We out. Peace. Peace.